You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I just, in hindsight, perhaps I was a little bit upset, and maybe I shouldn't have done that. When it comes to things with cars, you get really aggro, like, very quickly. Well, not aggro, like I'm not going to key something, but I do like to make a point. Whoa, 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 you took it to a deeper level <laughs> Well, you than said I aggro, I want to... I wanna... Put the aggro level, but no, I'm talking about like the arm flailing, the whatever. Oh it is yeah, that I you've get all worked this. up. Oh god, it's so is, embarrassing. Here's sometimes. the thing: I think it might have been my neighbor's car. Oh, and now I feel kind of bad. I sh- oh fuck it, they were they. I they deserved it. I shouldn't have left that note. You don't know what I wrote. Hello everyone. Oh, this god, is Fun right, Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network out of Portland, Oregon and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you so much for finding us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we've you got, found us. We're you, here. You found us. Surprise. <laughs> uh, so a couple of things of note here. I do want to say this. We had the great fortune of interviewing Hurry Kondabolu earlier today, and we're going to be playing that interview here on the show today. He's at Helium Comedy Club tonight, which is Friday, September 26th, and Saturday, September 27th. If you are here in Portland, do yourself a favor and go see him. He is he is just fantastic. He's he's really he's, really he's amazing. We can't say enough nice things. About no, him. he's funny. He's nice. He's smart. Laugh at his show. He'll explain that during the interview. Mm-hmm. But we'll be playing that <laughs> here in in just a little bit. So uh, that's that's really fantastic. Also, don't forget to pick up your Fun Employment Radio five year anniversary tickets. Wait wait wait. Are you saying our listener party tickets for our five year anniversary are on sale right now? They're on sale right now, Sarah. Wait, yes, they are. So I can pick it up right now. Not worry about it until November fourteenth, when the most epic of all epic events will be happening. Epic. Yeah, I did that. Uh, yes, you can pick up the tickets right now at funemploymentradio.com. Click on that link right there. Pick them up. Ten bucks if you've ever listened to our show and you, uh, you know, you've been listening for a long time. You've been listening for a short time. This is the show to be at. We want to see everybody there. It's November 14th. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go ahead and go there to funemploymentradio.com. It's being noted in the live chat by Lisa Wood that this is an infomercial. It does I sound can make like an it more infomercial. infomercially. If we we should to. make an infomercial for hey! it. Hey! Yes. And you okay. can put a lot of lasers and, you know, like tigers I'll make growling and stuff. I'll make another one. Okay. Yes. I do have the courage <laughs> one. So I'll, I'll, maybe we'll play that again in a little bit. Oh, uh, well, wait. There's uh, more. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> there is more. Yes. But you'll get to know as it gets closer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I just confirmed something else for the party, too, today that. We won't reveal today, but okay. I have n- I I honestly have no idea what he's talking it's about. Awesome. So. It's okay. awesome. Okay. Um, all right. So so that being what said, so what did you? Yeah. What did you do? All right. If you if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know I I haven't talked about this in a while because it hasn't been an issue. So I own a home in Southeast Portland, and yes, I have meth head neighbors. This isn't about them. These are different neighbors that I'm going to be talking about. So I've got a driveway, and I live near a school. So I'm within a few blocks of a school. And during school all season, shit apples park everywhere. There's shit apples everywhere. They all park because mom lets them drive the car to school or whatever. And none of them know how to park. And this driveway that I have where I can park off the street, which is it's very fortunate to have one because there's no street parking, that it's great except for the fact that it consistently gets blocked to where it blocks my truck in because people don't notice that there's a driveway right there, even though it's very clearly marked. They don't notice it, and they will block half my driveway. They'll mm. park on the street and block half the driveway. And so this happened uh, This happened earlier this week. And 
I went out there. I was getting ready to come down to the studio. You know, I, I have things to do. Going to drive down. And I saw this car blocking half the driveway. It was this station wagon. And I just went into – it's, it's one thing. Like, I can usually control things pretty good. I'm a pretty reasonable guy. I know Sarah will disagree with that. But I am. <laughs> yeah. I am. You are not reasonable. I am reasonable. You're not even being reasonable talking Don't about you Don't you dare say I'm reasonable. not reasonable. Whatever. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. No, so the thing is, though, I this is one thing. I you're saying you're reasonable. I, Greg has the craziest road rage. I, I've run in a lot of cars with people. Okay, let me tell you. Okay, cars may be my one thing. They are. They definitely are. I like you flail, you flip off, you yell, you honk, you like scream. I drive like, like do, an East Coast driver. You but are I'm in Portland. awful. You're embarrassing. If I'm you not think that somebody, you if you think someone has slighted you in the least bit, <laughs> you're like laying on your head, like what the fuck's wrong with you? Whoa, Come on! I don't yell like that. Yes, you do. I believe I just heard you yell like that this morning <laughs> when you came to pick me up. Yes. Well, I, you know, there are rules to follow. Uh-huh. If everybody follows the rules, then we don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, if there's use your turn signals. I'm just saying, if you don't use your turn signal, I don't know what you're doing. Then you deserve to yell at them. Also, don't block my driveway. It's a bad, it's a bad move. So, on your what part. did you do? What did you do? All right. to this car blocking your driveway. So, this is where I feel embarrassed about what I do because they're never around, so I can't confront them. And it used to happen a lot when there was this uh, new agey church that lit that. Uh, they would rent out the high school on the weekends, okay, and they would always block my driveway. Oh, I remember always. you talking about this when you like ran into like their church service. I actually walked over, yes, into their church service. I had taken a picture and written down the license plate, and I was just furious. And I walked into the middle of it, and I was like, "Whoever's car this is is going to get towed." Here's the here's the here's the uh, license number. Just letting you know. And then I walked out, and then sure, sure enough, it got moved. It did get it did get moved. After that, okay. and the entire congregation got to see that. I didn't care though. And then I, then here's what that has that that thing's been gone for a while. But then I have the kids, so I uh, went out, getting getting gonna get on my driveway. This car's half blocking it, and I ended up having to make like a thirty point turn to get out of it, and like almost took out my tree. Oh, a thirty point turn. It was a pain. I know your car, your truck is pretty big too. It's pretty big. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> so I, so I went out. And this is my problem, what I used to do. I'd leave notes on the cars, which is, it's a, I would be, if they were there, I would talk to them personally. But since they're not going to be there and I'm not going to see them, it's my only way. I know it sounds super passive aggressive. Believe me, if they were there in person, I'd talk to them too. I'm not afraid of that. But I'll never see them. So I left, I, I happen to have this like gift pack that a friend got me for my birthday a while ago because she knew that I had kind of these issues with parking. <laughs> so she got me these fake parking tickets that you can put on people's cars that basically you call out everything they're doing wrong. And when they walk up, it looks like they've got a parking ticket. Oh, are they like yellow? Yeah, they're yellow. They're like the, uh, the kooky parking ticket things, but it oh. lets them know like you are, you are a prick the way you parked. So I left that on there. But for me, and this is, I'm admitting this because I had, I had an, I have an issue with it, and I'm trying to control myself. But oh, people are asking really quick uh, to specify, Vicky. He didn't run into a church and yell it. It was at the school, and there was a new age. That, well, like, it was a church service. Oh Jesus! I was yeah. trying to make you seem less crazy. No, it was a church. Oh, service. that's just embarrassing. But it was one of those new agey churches, and then they'd podcast their episodes, and it'd be like, "Oh, my porn is terrible." It was kind of it kind of reminded me of like that Mars Hill type thing. Okay, it was all like young, hip, rich people. 
coming into the, to my you know they've port, got some slumming tattoos it, slumming it in my neighborhood yeah and they, they wear like there. silver thumb rings because totally. they're super cool they're the same people that went over to my neighbor's house where he has an old cat a very well taken cat but you know the cat's like 16 years old looks a little ragged and they went up onto his porch and left a note there saying um if you can't take care of your cat we'll gladly take take him and give him a good home and this Whoa. cat has a great home it's a the cat is perfectly healthy it's just old it just looks old and yeah it's, you know it's an old ass cat and they, they people need to start minding their own fucking business well so so wow so, that sounded crazy yeah jeez <laughs> jeez so <laughs> So, they, but they, yeah, so I did go into their service and I mm. yelled in their service. All right, well, let's flash but forward to your latest so, crazy so thing. I, so I left this thing on the on the car, but I was in kind of, I was in kind of a state and I decided to write something else on the back because I was like, this isn't enough. It's not enough. So I wrote on the back of the ticket, um, you suck. You can see a picture of your car at assholeparking.com. What? I just made up a website. So here's why I did like it. like so many levels of crazy. I know. I know. I know. You made up a website to say that so that's right. My, my idea behind <laughs> it was this has all happened very fast. And I, I wrote that down and I wrote down the website. I don't even know if that website exists. But I figured it would be enough to where they would take that. And at some point they'd have to get onto a computer and try to look and see if their car, a picture of their car was online. And it would inconvenience them for a while. That was my reasoning behind it. Am I crazy? Am I, am I insane? I think that you need to be more careful, particularly yeah. since this is where you live. And clearly, if you're leaving some rage, you know, like rage-filled letter on somebody, and yeah. they can tell, they can tell what they're doing. I mean, they were wrong doing it with wrong. the parking. Yeah, they were doing which it means wrong. They know exactly where that note came from. <laughs> yeah. So if it's one of your neighbors, have, have you seen? These neighbors? Yeah, they're actually the the neighbor guy that lives over there. It's actually the same one where the cat thing happened. He's a really nice guy. He's he's a, he's a good dude. Like I got I got no problem with him. Some of his roommates and his guests have done this before, where they've blocked the thing. But I I just assumed it was a kid. And then afterwards, I'm like, wait a minute. I think I've seen that car parked at their house before. And so I'm pretty sure it was the neighbor's car. And I saw him yesterday from across the street and uh-huh. I did that we usually do this friendly wave you know we're not like buddies or anything but we'll do a friendly wave and he didn't wave back at me and just kind of looked at me and Uh-oh. walked inside of his house I think I think that's who it was and I'm wondering if maybe if you could do it again do you think that you would go that full angry <sighs> if I didn't know it was you, him I, I'd say if you already like had one thing like you didn't need to give a two sided note and you were able to get out yeah Oh wow! Yeah, it That's might have been so too much. That's so awkward. That's way too much. You think I was too much? Was it? I mean, they. I were... just said that was way too much. I know. I'm just confirming this. I mean, because they were blocking the parking spot, and uh, my job was just. I figured, well, they inconvenience me. I'm going to inconvenience them and make them think that their car is up on some website. Somewhere. Um, I am. Uh, we do have some sleuths in the chat at funemploymentradio.com/live. Uh-huh. Lisa Wood has found uh, assholeparking.com. It's on sale right now for $250 for that URL. <laughs> really? Huh. Oh, uh, there's another site that's saying it's $2,000. Uh, oh, all right. Well, maybe we, maybe I could get it. What about <laughs> assholeparking.net? Anyway, I'll okay, get to that well, afterwards. We can do that later. Yeah. I hate, so you left a, uh, yeah. not even so just anyway, a passive aggressive note. It. You left an aggressive note. I, well, I called them, I said they suck. Yeah. I bet you said you fucking suck. No, I didn't. I didn't put that in there. I didn't. I, I withheld myself from doing that. I okay. thought about it. Yeah. Well, weirdly enough, I didn't find this on my car, but I found I this. Bad. Don't feel bad. Whatever. Right. They shouldn't be parking like assholes. Okay. Um, 
I would expect if I was blocking someone's drive. I mean, I make very clear that I'm never blocking anyone's drive. If I was, you deserve a note like that. But I found this weird. So your note was just aggressive. Yeah. Today I found this really weird passive aggressive note taped to the front of my apartment building. So I live in like um, a front locked apartment building. Basically, there's like I don't know, like 50 units, 50 uh-huh. or 60 units. It's a pretty big apartment building in Southeast Portland. And um, I noticed these notes all around, like all around the neighborhood, and this was taped to the front of my door. And it is the most passive-aggressive Portland bullshit I have seen in a long time. Okay. So this wasn't – so uh, they came in at some time in the middle of the night and taped this on the door. So uh, it's addressed to – and actually our uh, friend Eloise, who's a listener. Hi, Eloise. We live in the same neighborhood, and she had posted a picture of it. So I actually took her picture because this is the same one that I got. Okay. So it says, uh, to the Mount Tabor neighborhood from this company called No Paycheck, No Future. Okay. And this note said, this is what I saw first thing this morning. It said, we're throwing- this was, And this was taped to the front of the apartment? Of the apartment complex. Okay. And it was taped, and I saw, as I was looking around, when I saw that, I looked, and it was, like, taped on every door that I could see, like, okay. around my neighborhood. All right. It was taped, or either, like, set on the porch. Uh, so this says, we're throwing apples on rooftops of supporters of Jeff Merkley, usually just before dawn. Because okay, some- and for anybody who doesn't know, Jeff Merkley's uh, a politician yeah. here in Portland. Uh, because some people have windows up there where the roof is. We have broken a few of them, but please understand that this is happening by accident. It is sometimes difficult to see in the pre-dawn murkiness, and we thought about apologizing for the damage. But in the spirit of Merkley and Obama, if you like your window, then you can keep your window. We are not apologizing. Um, like them, we have no intention of fixing anything. So basically, these asshats are th- – if anyone – Danes to put up like a supportive thing for uh, Obama or Merkley. Okay. They're throwing apples on their roof and breaking their windows. And saying they're not going to apologize or pay for them? They're not going to apologize or pay for them. Like Obama and Merkley, we have no intention of fixing anything. Whoa. So they're throwing shit on people at people's houses, breaking their windows, and leaving these notes all over my neighborhood. Okay, let me ask this. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Has anybody reported a broken... Broken window or anything? Do you know? Uh, not that I know of yet. Okay, I just saw this. The, okay, I just saw this this morning. See, this was at like nine o'clock this morning. I'm wondering if this is a prank or somebody who was actually supportive of that, just trying to stir stuff up, like a like a you know a um, it's somebody who's anti. I mean, probably anti Republican or something. They're putting this mm-hmm. up to get people mad at Republicans. It was just very odd because that's that's really messed up. I, I don't know, but they're if they're throwing shit at people's – and I think – like I'm thinking about it. I'm like in my apartment complex, I'm sure people have stuff in the windows. Like I don't know if anyone has any you know pro-Obama or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean I like know. I would be so fucking pissed if some hippie with an apple broke my window at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah. Or at any time. Yeah, yeah, that would be. It was so weird though. Like they're everywhere. And I, I know that they're all around the neighborhood because I saw a few people I know that live around the neighborhood were posting the same pictures. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. So I don't do you think know. it's that's, a conspiracy? Do you I, think it's a it's that's the li- my theory. <gasps> Greg, so is it the liberal theory. agenda? Okay, no, it's not a liberal agenda. Let me just say this. As somebody who is someone who just posted a sign on a car and now feels like an idiot about it. Um, Here, I'm going to post This sounds like something. If I were to allow my, my, my thing to get out of control where there was something that bothered me, I think it's probably somebody with a mass – I think it's somebody who, who is not – Actually, like a Republican or whatever, uh, you know, are presumably if they're anti-Obama, usually that that would be a Republican. Um, my guess is it's somebody who's just trying to stir stuff up, like it's classic shit apple behavior. 
You think? Where they're posting this and they're trying to get everybody riled up. But where are they getting apples? Who has seen people throwing apples at things? I think it's just somebody trying to stir people up. Well, nobody's seen the apples, Greg. See, what they're what I saying, mean. I, but I don't know. I just I saw think, this this morning. Uh, no, I'm just throwing. I'm. I know you're. I know you're upset about this. <laughs> Nothing has happened to you. <laughs> I don't know why you're so about upset. Um, I think it's just somebody who's trying to stir stuff up. See, I believe that. That's my. I on think that. exactly opposite of what you think. Do you think it actually is somebody who's throwing apples? Do you think people that's actually are, happening? People are getting kind of crazy. Well, there. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't, but that's like. I mean. If you're breaking people's windows, you're asking. To oh get well, they're so going to get caught. If this is real, they will get. I they will be. I caught. honestly think it's somebody who's getting the exact reaction they want out of getting people upset about the idea of this, and nobody's actually doing anything. I think that's what it is. Okay, that's my conspiracy theory. theorist, theorist Greg. Yeah, I think it's just somebody trying to stir stuff up. And so, yeah, it looks like other people in that neighborhood also got these same uh, these same things. <laughs> so yeah. Lisa, so Lisa Wood and I, um, you know, Portland. Isn't the biggest of cities, but Lisa and I do happen to live in the like very close to each other. Right, we live within a few blocks of each other. Lisa got one that said, uh, "Dear, and then what the neighborhood that we live in, uh, we are posting the names of Jeff Merkley voters where they can be seen by taxpayers, assigned by Artemis of the Wildland." Yeah, dude, this is somebody <laughs> who's messing with everybody. That's totally what it is. That's so weird. I mean, you know how I like to bait spammers and do those kinds of things. This is somebody with that same profanity. I can tell this kind of person. I think that's what it is. Well, yes, they they obviously have a lot of time on their hands, but they're this is exactly what they're trying to do. Hmm. I really think that. I think it's just somebody. I trying just to found it entertaining. Up. I'm like, at least there's something different. I'm like, okay, yeah. there's yeah. there's something. Well, okay, here this, this is a transition here, but I, I just right. you said speaking of entertaining, I wanted to bring this up. So. This isn't a this isn't a uh, whole actor thing. So yes, I have been doing some acting this week, so I do have to say that, and I've been on some different shoots. I want to let you know about this guy that I met yesterday. Okay. And honestly, the more I think about this, depending because I'm working with him tonight too, I don't know if he'd be the kind of guy that would want to come on the show. But in a way, do you think that he should? Well, let me explain what this guy told me. So the shoot I was at last night, um, it was for. Uh, I was at a very fancy restaurant, so I was I was hired to be an actor at this thing. And honestly, the restaurant I was at, it's one of those places I could never afford sure. on my own. It was nice, really nice. And I got to um, I got we we were, it was basically us like pretending we we're having like a bachelor party, like having drinks and food and stuff. All which right. I actually got to drink the drinks and food. It was amazing. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, I basically got like a hundred dollar meal. Like it was it was incredible. It was oh, awesome. I'm wow, not, it's so I know. hard to be great. I know. I'm no. saying that was fucking awesome. Uh yeah, I shouldn't even say that. But Yeah, you shouldn't. You sound like a dick. All right, sorry. I'm not trying to sound like a dick. I'm <laughs> saying I'm poor and it was really amazing. It was it made me very happy. So anyway, this guy, um part of it was, you know, we just like shoot the shit and there was no audio. But so tell me if this is somebody that should be a guest on this show. And I'm gonna explain there there's a couple layers here. First off, he told me he was a former dancer. Now, I thought, okay, yeah, he's going uh, to clubs and dancing that way, and that's what he does, and he goes goes and does those things. Then, um, it's because that's what I asked him. I, I asked him, you know, so are you, uh, you, you, so you go clubbing, which oh, you, Sarah it. informed me that's a terrible word. I shouldn't yes, use the word clubbing. Yes, you should never say that. And he's like, no, no, I was an exotic dancer for 15 years. <laughs> so, so I said, oh, so you were a, you were a stripper. Like, I was kind of surprised. He's like, no, I was an exotic dancer. See, some people like to, they really like the distinction because there are yeah. some, like, remember how when I hired cub cleaners for Heather's uh, bachelorette party? So they were, like, go-go dancers, but they weren't strippers, but they were okay. dancers. But they're taking their clothes off for money. But they're, I guess. I mean, isn't that a stripper? By definition, I mean, I isn't guess that a stripper? Like, yeah, it probably is. 
But apparently that's maybe an they just said their preferred term is exotic dancer. Well, he is. Uh, th- this guy was an exotic dancer for 15 years, is what he said, and he just kind of brought that up. Like I did, I wasn't asking. He just kind of said it. So I'm like, oh, all right, that's that's interesting. And then there was a, a the other guy on the shoot. Um, so it was me and the, it was me and these two other dudes. And the other guy just kept talking about how he had three kids and he was basically happy to be out of the house. And so they were giving us sample drinks, and you're just supposed to like sip them for you know for it's for a shoot. Like you're not actually there drinking. He took them and was just slamming them, slamming the sa- fancy oh, the sample guy drinks. with the kids. Yeah, oh, yeah he's shit. like, man, I got three kids. This is amazing. And and we were all like sampling the drinks and he took this entire like a glass of old fashioned, just glug, slammed it like a shot. Oh. And we're, me and the other dude are like, wow. Uh, all right. And and so 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 it was the, us three and this uh, the the former exotic dancer continued talking. The former exotic dancer and the drunk father. And the drunk father and then me. <laughs> this is this was the shoot. You'll see this on television someday. It 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 will be shown. Oh, somewhere. serious? Is it a commercial? Uh, it's not a commercial. It'll be. Um, all I know is it was. It's being sold to a major network, and so it's like. Oh, so it's like a footage. TV show thing. When they do like tours of Portland and stuff like mm-hmm. that, this will be the footage. It'll be me and these two other dudes while they're talking about the place. So we'll be the people like enjoying our good times. Ooh, it's like a hidden camera. They don't see us hanging up. Oh, I can't wait to play. Which one's the drunk father? Which one's the ex dancer? You'll be able to tell pretty quick. Yeah, it'll be pretty easy you to think? tell. Okay, yeah. and. And so anyway, they they start talking. I'm just basically fly on the wall at this point, kind of kind of listening to them. Like, okay, well, we have got a job. To For do. once, you were like the least crazy person in the group. Oh, by, oh, by far, by far, by far. Mm-hmm. And so the guy continues on at talking about this former about his exotic dance days. He's like, man, I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of stuff. I'm like, okay. And then he proceeds to explain that um, his. I'm just going to say this because I, I think maybe he could be a good. I want you to to know. I'll, I'll actually say what it really is. He said that his wife is a medium, like a psychic, like a psychic, medium, like can see and talk to ghosts. And oh, wait, is this the drunk father or the this is the, dancer? the dancer? Okay, the dancer. And so he was a stripper. Let's be honest. Yeah. So this this is what the former stripper said. So his wife is a medium uh, currently. Like that's what she does. She she can go places and speak to ghosts. Speak to dead people. She she can. Why is this guy opening up to you like this? I don't know, man. That's what people do. This is what people do. So and and so that happened. And then we're going through the shoot. You know, and I'd had had a little bit of drink. We get done, and the uh, the the guy with the three kids had already slammed down the rest of the sample drinks. And uh, you know, I'd had. Can we please just call him? Just saying, guy with three kids. Stop trying to sugarcoat it. Drunk father. Drunk father. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He 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 uh he'd had a bunch of them. And so we get done with the shoot, and he's like, let's go get another drink. Let's get one more drink. Let's go to a bar around here. Like, I, he clearly doesn't get out too much. And he was, both of these people, I do want to preface this, uh, really say this, both very nice guys. Very nice dudes. I'm not taking yeah. away no, that I'm you're saying, saying that. I'm yeah, not, okay. No, you're not. I'm, preface, I'm saying that for myself. So, so I'm like, you know what? Where, how often do I get to uh, go have a beer with a former exotic dancer whose wife is a medium and a, a guy with three kids who's out for probably the first time in years. Like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go have a beer with you. And, and the guy's like, yep, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Let's get one more, one more drink. So we go to a, uh, a local establishment around there. We get there. They each get big giant glasses of whiskey. And I, I got a Pabst. 
And uh, I didn't really want to drink anymore because I was going to. you be, just kind of wanted to go along. I just kind of wanted to go along to see. I'm like, how often does this happen? I got to see what's going to go on here. I got to hear what's going to happen. And so I just kind of sipped this pap. I, I ended up going into the bathroom and pouring most of it out because I had to drive. So I, I was like, I, I can't drink anymore of this. Um, but I, it was very nice of him to buy the drink. So I sat down and again was a fly in the wall for about the next half hour where this guy, the former exotic dancer, proceeded to say that. His current wife, you know, is the medium. His ex-girlfriend is a witch. I'm not making this up. I am not elaborating. I'm saying Did exactly he say what witch? happened. This Did he sound- say Wiccan? Yes, like Wiccan witch. Wiccan witch. Like, okay. but a real one that casts spells and shit. This is, I'm not, I, it sounds like I'm making this up. I'm not making it up. And the the other the other guy, the guy, the guy who had slammed down the drinks, he was into this he's like oh my god tell me more and i'm just kind of sitting there like sipping my paps watching this all go down he's like all right let me let me tell you a story i'm gonna tell you a story and he proceeded to tell this story about casting a spell and and the bad things would happen and this girl was crazy like and Wait, was, was she casting spells when they were together or he's yes he's casting spells on him and then casting spells on on his uh, once he broke up with her on his other girlfriends and then, like, bad things would happen. Like, cars would, would, uh, would like, run off the road. Like, and, he was, and it got way more serious than that. I won't give any more specifics, but, like, somebody ended up going to jail. And, like, bad things happened. And he said it was because she was casting Norwegian spells. Norse spells. Norse witch spells. Norse witch spells. And then he told this story. These guys and, really need like some buddies. Like, well, why are they telling a stranger about all like Norse witch spells? And I don't know. I just kind of set the floor up and then I was like, oh, well, eh, gotta go. See you guys later. I'm going down to yard. So I don't know how long they stayed there. That I, I eventually that I had to get out after that. But what do you think about that? Should I? Should we have that guy on the show? No. No, you don't no, think so. I, I definitely don't think so. Okay. I don't think that I want an ex-exotic dancer who still believes that his Norwegian witch girlfriend is casting spells on him while yeah. his current wife yeah. talks to dead people. Don't really think I want to do that. Okay. All right. He's a I'm, nice guy. Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, Alex is saying that's not Wiccan. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't – he was – she was apparently a – she called her a bad witch. That's what he said. A bad, a bad, a bad witch. Norwegian witch. Yeah. Well, the Norwegian part was just part of the spells. sure, sure. Yeah. That's just like yeah. well, secondary. That was what my day was yesterday. Well, that, that sounds... was what the show was. That's what I encountered. But can you blame me though it for wanting to go asked, through a drink it with is them? Being asked in the chat. Are you sure you weren't filming something for Portlandia? Greg? <laughs> <laughs> if it was, it was mostly me just sitting there, like, uh huh, uh huh. Sip, little sip of the beer. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. I. Wow. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty much all I said wow. for like a half hour. Okay, while these two, yeah. these two went on. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's 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 part of what happened yesterday. All right, well, it sounds like you had an exciting day. It was it was it was interesting, <laughs> and I've got another one tonight too. So we'll see what happens on this one. Okay, yeah, you got to take it's the same notes. the same guy. I need. Oh yeah. All right, we need an update on Monday. Okay, but I'm afraid if he ever listens to the show, just don't tell him about the show. I'm not going to tell him about no, the show. No, don't tell him that you do a show. Okay, I won't even bring that up. Yeah, that's the yeah. that is the easiest and way to try- have him not here. These aren't things that I'm making up. Like he said these things. I'm not saying his name. It's just it sounds like I'm insane just even relaying this story, and I'm not even doing it a tenth of what it deserves. Well, anyway, that is uh, that is what happened yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we do this? Let's go ahead. And we got we got a few other things we got to get to today too. So um, let's go ahead and play our interview 
with Hari Kondabolu. So, as we said, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club um, coming tonight and on uh, and on Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pulling the interview. That's up okay. Yeah, so he's going to be performing tonight. Two shows: uh, seven thirty and ten p.m. Tonight, September 26th. Also, Saturday, September 27th. Same time, 7.30 and 10 p.m. at Helium Comedy Club. And we're going to play the interview after you listen to this show. Look up some of his comedy online. It's Hurry. Hurry is spelled H-A-R-I. And his last name is K-O-N-D-A-B-O-L-U. So it looks like Harry, but it's Hurry Kondabolu. Yeah, we and, <laughs> before the interview, you know, we're always, we always make sure to pronounce everything right. right. Yeah. And Hurry uh, actually made um, – he – did like a phonetical pronunciation of yeah, his name so people and posted it, right? it on his website. He's just like, I just want, he's like, I don't care if you're mispronouncing, but here's how you pronounce it. Just so you know. Yes. And uh, he is just absolutely hilarious. We want to play our interview with him and then we'll come back and we got some more stuff for you. So here we go. Here is Hurry Kondabolu on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hi, this is Greg. <laughs> Hi, this. Hi, this is Greg Proops, the specky one from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Not the tall guy, the fat guy, or the black guy. And you're listening to Fun Employment Radio with Greg and Sarah. Ah, uh, Mr. Proops. Oh, there uh, we go. Greg <laughs> we like to pick for the guests, so we thought maybe you'd like a little Proops opener. Uh, I did a, a pilot on Sundance years ago with Greg Proops and Laura Swisher in LA and he was the kindest person in the whole world yeah. he was so nice to me and uh, yeah so it was it, that's an appropriate very appropriate choice we chose good. wisely then good yes. it worked All right, out good. I'm glad All right. very glad <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen welcome to Fun Employment Radio thank you so much for tuning in and I have to say right now we just saw somebody make it right in front of our eyes because <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, our guest dreams do come true yeah. they do come true mm-hmm. Hari Kondabolu right here <laughs> with us yeah was just followed by The Nation on Twitter. Yes, The Nation magazine now follows me on Twitter. <laughs> it has happened. Uh, it's I, breaking news. We were here. We were here. We, were, we saw it happen. Well, we can cancel the shows now. I'm done. My, my, I can retire happily. <laughs> the Nation now follows me. I was, and I was, I was just saying how, like, this is my world. I've gotten deeper <laughs> into the world I've, like, wanted to create for myself. Because after uh, I did Fresh Air with Terry Gross, again, the world, deeper into the world. There you go. There you go. Uh, I was invited. offer a bag in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, asked to, to appear at the Aspen Ideas Festival, not the Aspen Comedy Festival. All right. The Aspen Ideas Festival, because for some people, my jokes aren't jokes, they're just ideas. <laughs> and so I, uh, I go to... I go to this festival and I'm hanging out with, um, with Gwen Eiffel from, from PBS. And, and so people, it's always when you, we get comparisons to other South Asian comics where people compare me and Aziz. It's like, don't compare me and Aziz. And in a nutshell, that is it. Aziz <laughs> hangs out with Kanye. I hang out with Gwen Eiffel from PBS. <laughs> and that is my world, right? Like, that's what makes me excited. Like, ah, I have, I've made it. Right. Like, Judy Woodruff is following me on Twitter. Good God. Oh, oh that's lovely. That's just lovely. <laughs> the only downside is, of that is that then, as a result, the audiences reflect my fame on PBS and NPR. So you have a lot of people who are smiling. Not laughing, but they're smiling, and they'll come up to me and say things like, young man, your poetry was very humorous. <laughs> like, that's, that's not the ideal. Um, it's sweet, and I appreciate them paying for the tickets, but it's not the ideal. 
Um, but you had a pleasant tone, a real pleasant so pleasant. Tone pleasant. You remind me of my son's friend. <laughs> what about your son coming to the show? Tell your son about the show, please. My average audience age should not be forty seven. Please help me. <laughs> Just shock him with like dick jokes, like right out the bat. <laughs> the Terry Gross thing was wonderful. The one downside is like on Amazon, all these people bought my album and for like a moment. I was one on iTunes and Amazon above like Pat and Oswald and That's like so Jim Gaffigan. It was like a day or two, but it was a great day or oh, two. Oh hell yeah! And, and but all of a sudden, I started getting these negative reviews where like. I heard his interview in Fresh Air with Terry Gross. He curses way too much. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God That's go. the downside of the NPR listener. Yeah. The cursing. They don't like the curse words. <laughs> Jesus. You're so. scaring them. You're scaring them with the curse words. It's like words. if I, if you were in my house, I'm not going to your house. It's not going to happen. <laughs> the best uh, hate like review I got on Amazon is uh, somebody said I listened to this crap was so angry I threw it in the garbage can at a shell station I'm like I love the speci- the fact was so specific it's very specific like it's like you could imagine some guy I don't know how he got the album and I'm like just whether he just like I went to get gas I just threw it out because I listened to it in the car yeah. or I don't think they sell at shell stations but maybe no. maybe there's a shell station somewhere maybe. that has maybe my album maybe it's a shell station right. yeah. somewhere like I am like the worst impulse buy <laughs> you could possibly <laughs> that's awesome that you elicit like such a response like that where he just is actively so angry he throws it away and then gets on Amazon to yeah exactly. <laughs> I gotta that, get home and write about this that right. actually is the most stunning part is that the fact that I like created some kind of physical response where I either have to say something really amazing because it's night and day the positives and the negatives it's not yeah. like this was great it's usually this incredible like changed my life oh my god so amazing no one does this versus I hate him he's the worst <laughs> thing I went to a shell station it's like like you wonder what part of the album he was in he said he didn't point. finish it which is another thing I got halfway done and I'm like, oh I'm getting mad but I'm not going to throw it out yet right 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 <laughs> yeah, that's it I hope somebody finds it in the garbage and it changes their life. I hope that happens. <laughs> I've had but. the response to a book once. I was halfway through reading a book and it was so disturbing to me I threw yeah. it away. What was it? It was uh, Stephen King's son. I can't remember. The Bible? Name. No. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a book called Heart Shaped Box, I remember. It's yeah. uh, by Stephen King's son. I got I was just disturbed by it. Not not offended, huh. but disturbed. I'll be honest, I didn't even know his son was writing books. Yeah, it's under a different name. I can't remember. Yeah. Something Hill, I think. Stephen King has a kid who writes books. He does. That has to be hard. <laughs> Dad, I just finished my first book. It it took me uh, ten years. Yeah, I've written forty eight books since then. So many imaginary people and pets have died. That's like Jordan's kids when they were playing basketball. <laughs> oh man, that's just uh, pick something else. Play it. You, you know what? Baseball. You know what? Yes, he should. They should have picked baseball. Oh hey, Dad, I'm in the major leagues. <laughs> Yeah, you're on the bench, you? though. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, I'm on the bench, but I'm in the major <laughs> leagues. Remember that time you wanted to do that? Hey, here's a curveball. I'm hitting it. <laughs> How does that feel? Oh, speaking of baseball, oh, yeah, yeah. My, my condolences for, for you being a New Yorker for the loss of Jeter. Oh, boy. Did you watch the that hero. game last night? No, I was preparing for the show at the Helium. Gotcha. Uh, but I saw people kept tweeting, and they kept saying, oh, he's going to... Like, Yankees fans and non-Yankees fans, like, uh, it was either, oh, crap, he's going to hit a home run now, isn't he? For, and like, oh, he's totally going to hit a home run right now. It was kind of <laughs> absurd. And it was like a clean single and knocked in the run, but like... I did watch it. I kept hearing someone... Uh, so I, I watched it. I'm not a big baseball fan, but yeah, I knew yeah. this was a significant moment in baseball. Yes. And so one of my friends I was with kept saying that that last pitch to Jeter was a can of corn. Like I, me, like I don't know what that means. They're saying that they wanted him to get the yeah. hit. Like they're saying yeah. it was rigged. 
They're saying it was rigged. Meanwhile, Pete Rose is never going to be in the hall. Totally. Because he yeah. batted him. But, the, but meanwhile, they're giving him free hits and home runs. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jeter, this one's They, lo- they yeah. lobbed him a home yeah. run in the All-Star game. Great. <laughs> you but had like, a real tough go of it, Jeter. But it's such a funny, like... <laughs> I mean, did you hear the Keith Olbermann rant about Jeter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah. He just, I didn't. It's just about how Jeter's, like, overrated, and he's a great ball player, but he's, like, he compares him to statistically using, like, advanced stats that, like, not, he's, like, a great player, but he's not one of the greatest players of all time, mm. you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, his, he's one of the worst fielding shortstops amongst the greats. Like, it would, look, anybody... The reason why he has to make incredible throws and he and he has to move so much is that he doesn't have the same range. Yeah. So he makes routine plays look amazing. It's a good point. That's like, you know, yeah. and, and anybody who actually, yeah, that's what happens. They still look cool. The jump mm-hmm. throws are right. amazing, but it would have been easier if you just had gotten just there. Just stood there, yeah. <laughs> if you had, were, were just there quickly and thrown it, it wouldn't have been a problem. But he's a great player, incredible player. He's a Hall of Fame player. And and there are certain intangibles that, like, how did he make that flip throw? Him running into the sands again, right. you know, the home run in key moments. Like, there's a certain quality about him that stats can't encompass. And the fact that, this is another thing that Oberman doesn't talk about, he did it in New York. That's the thing, yeah. The pressure of New York to stay that long all the other things aside, that adds to it. People, the the eyes were on him when, Mm -hmm. you know, like there was an amplification that other players did not get. And so I I feel like that has to be factored in. And sure, you're right. You know, and he talks about, the thing I hate about the thing is just how this year, like Jeter's numbers are down. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure this year. It's his last year. The team isn't very good. Like he, everyone's talking about his lasting all the time obsessively yeah he finally cracked a little bit well and he's yeah. retiring for a reason yes he can't play at that it's level the end anymore. yeah and they said well he should have taken himself out you know if he had, mm. you know he was hurting the team it's like that's that's the manager's job yeah his job is to, to play he's being paid to play he's being paid why, to why play he's, he's not like, being paid. Ah, i don't want to do it anymore yeah. so but he it was you know it was you know now uh you know his career is going to shortly over he played his last game at shortstop he'll dh and as i expect the last game of the season he will ascend to heaven <laughs> <laughs> i saw that on twitter that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, flo it's like what he was amongst us the whole time yeah. what a shit really jesus <laughs> this was it Derek a jesus. baseball player <laughs> All those things happened, and he just played baseball? <laughs> oh, what a waste. That, we'll look at his career very differently if we knew that, that he was the shittiest messiah ever. <laughs> but he had sex with Mariah Carey, so, you know. You know about the gift baskets? <laughs> yes, I've heard oh, about that. I was just going to say that, too. I was going to say, did I've you always know about seen those? that, but I didn't know if that was actually true. It has to true. be true. Do you know what's signed inter- baseballs? He, this is how rel- like relativism works, okay? Because when people say, like, he's, he's a classy, you won't find a classy. Act more than Derek Jeter. <laughs> Be specific. In terms of baseball, <laughs> in the game of baseball, he is a. He has sex with women and then leaves gift baskets in the limo when he sends them home. In the game of baseball, Derek Jeter is a class act. Yes. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I had sex with Derek Jeter. Really? <laughs> Look, I got a signed base. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put it on eBay. Yeah. Uh, so, is Jeter so. the one that has the land that he, like Jeterville? Yeah. Or what? G- what is yeah. this? Okay, that was one of the things that I read, that he bought some <laughs> land down in, in Florida. It was called like Jetersburg. I think it was outside of San Francisco. No. Okay, I'm going to verify this if that was actually. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that wasn't like an Onion article or something. <laughs> I don't think it was. 
No cameras allowed in St. Petersburg. I was yeah. going to talk. This was on Deadspin. I was going to talk about his ego, but it's the you name know. of his Florida home. <laughs> he called St. Petersburg. Oh, it is St. Petersburg. I was going to say he left a saint off, yeah, but, but no. Okay. No. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, apparently, no phone, no cameras are allowed. You have to check them in when you Saints show up there. Petersburg. <laughs> Jesus. It's a class act. Real class act. Real classy. I never see one like him. <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of classy, I'm segueing here. You're moving on up in the world. You're you're going to start Isn't filming that? your your first like big film, aren't man, you? Everyone knows about this movie. I did. I did <laughs> I'm sorry. It seemed very exciting. I, yeah, it's funny because are I, you I, excited? I'm excited, but like part of me was like, am I not allowed to help people? I'm like, oh, I'll just mention it in the village voice. <laughs> I found who's going to read it in the village voice. <laughs> It's an alt paper in New York City and the most famous one in the world. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm in a movie. <laughs> I'm in this movie called Five Nights in Maine. It's Maris Kern's first movie. Um, she wrote and directed and is directing it. Uh-huh. It rec- uh, records. It uh, films next month. Um, stars uh, David Aiello, who's uh, in The Butler. And yep. uh, he's, a, he's a star. Rosie Perez and Diane Wiest, two-time Oscar-winning Nice, Diane Weist, and me, (laughs) Uh, which and it's a dramatic role. It's a dramatic role, and uh, you know the which it tells you something. Like I loved your comedy; you'd be perfect for a drama. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw you do stand-up comedy, I'm like, oh yeah, drama. (laughs) Aziz, hurry! Right. (laughs) Well, Aziz has a three-picture deal with Judd Apatow. (laughs) Drama. Uh, but you know she I mean she I didn't even audition and she's like you're, you're perfect for this I want you in it and uh, you know I told well you know I'm not I don't really have acting experience she's like doesn't matter you'll figure it out so I mean it's just a lot of faith which means a lot to me and uh, very cool and the cast is great and it's you know it's about a dude whose wife dies uh, in a car accident so he's in Atlanta and he's driving up to Maine to meet his mother-in-law Diane Wiest and uh, the mother-in-law doesn't really have a great relationship with the daughter or with the uh, the son-in-law and so it's about like them both mourning mm. and uh, he stops in Baltimore on the way to see his best friend kind of as a little bit of a release of pressure and, and stress and I play the best friend so it's just like for me it's like a, a best friend trying to deal with his best friend's loss and not knowing how to be natural but trying wow. so it's a it's like and this is your first big act yeah it's like no pressure no right yeah. into the Jesus. first thing I did was a <laughs> shitty Sandra Bullock film called All About Steve that was years ago where I played a, a dude doing a crossword puzzle in the back of a cab that was much easier. I think I saw that, that. was much easier. did you <laughs> it was sure. so bad I watch a lot of amazing movies. that movie is so <laughs> it's so bad so the whole thing is she, she makes crossword puzzles for the Sacramento Bee newspaper and she falls in love with Bradley Cooper's character uh, who okay. whose name is Steve and so she makes a whole crossword puzzle about Steve I did see this when she's all like kooky yeah, yeah. And she gets fired basically it's a terrible film it's so bad that they didn't release it for a long time because they knew it would bomb but then <laughs> what was the movie she won the Oscar for um, the Blind Side right yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Blind either the Blind Side came out or the one that had Aaron Ryan Bra- Reynolds oh wait was she in Aaron Brockovich no that no, was no, Julia Roberts yeah. it was or the, the other Blind one Blind Side she got an Oscar for yes. the one before that too the one with Ryan Reynolds. Like uh, so, they knew the yeah, bl- so she, yeah, they yeah. basically sandwiched this film between those two <laughs> films because they knew that way it would kind of get lost in the shuffle of it and all that. <laughs> and Bradley Cooper had, ju- had recorded this years ago, and all of a sudden it was finally getting released, and he had just done The Hangover, so he had gotten this big, and all of a sudden he has to promote this film, and and you could tell in all the the talk shows he is not excited about it. <laughs> he is contractually obligated to talk about this film, but he looks unhappy. And, and- now this afternoon, this is all I'm going to be doing is looking at trying to find video of him talking about. <laughs> oh, that's not. <laughs> 
it's clear that's all right. Yeah, yeah it's a great experience. It's such a bad <laughs> movie, and she's so unlikable in the movie. There's a scene where she falls into a giant hole in the earth, and in the theater that I saw the movie in, the people started clapping. <laughs> started clapping that the main character got hurt. Wow. It was so <laughs> unbelievable. I was like, Wow. Wow, it was, and it was also I was I was one of the few dudes that was there. It was me, and my friends, were, you know, all dudes watching this, and everybody else was like like middle aged women. Because Sandra both on the premiere, yeah. and it was an empty theater in Seattle during the premiere day. Oh, so bad, yeah. But I still get thirty three dollars a year. For my part. So it no, it was out. one of those things. Did you know that you were definitely going to be in it, or were you like, oh, did my scene get cut? Yeah, it was one of those. Did yeah. my scene get cut? But then I realized, oh, they they just had they could they could keep anything. It didn't matter. They're honestly. The cast was unbelievably like good. Like even just little like, Charlene Yee's in it for a small thing. Like Bradley Cooper, uh, Tom Satan shirt. Like it was it was a great cast. It's way but they kept sending me new scripts and I'm like, this is not better. <laughs> they kept rewriting it. And I'm like, no, this is not be- get hire someone else to rewrite this. And I'm like, wait a second, how are you rewriting the script while you're filming? Yeah. <laughs> just improvise the movie. <laughs> improvise the film. Why are you writing? They just let it go. <laughs> There's going to be a surge in All About Steve on Netflix, and they're going to be like, what the hell is going It's one of those films, because like, Showgirls was was panned, and then, like, you know, afterwards it kind of has a oh, cult status. I, I wonder. I do love that movie. Well, no, because, you know, David Schmader, who writes mm. for The Stranger, like, he does, like, a lot of stuff. He tours a little bit with, like, like I think that he does, like, a scene-by-scene analysis or something of Showgirls. And, like, you know, it's become this thing. I can't imagine All About Steve taking it. It's just <laughs> nothing appealing. Nothing appealing about that film. Yeah. Wow. So this this uh, this film is not going to be that. <laughs> this yeah. is not going to be that. Yeah. So it'll probably come out next year at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so. We're, I mean, we film this fall. So awesome. Yeah. Right well, you're going to be on uh, at midnight too. I just saw. Oh yeah. 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 On Monday. Yeah, I don't know when that airs, but yeah, it's, um, we're doing it uh, on Monday. Which, I think it airs at midnight. I mean, every yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When oh, does wow, it air? Greg. One, two in the morning. <laughs> Greg, we have one comedian on the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that, that was my that was my bit. I'm happy to do it just because I feel like everybody I know has done it. It's just like every it's, yeah. like, it's this cool club, and I'm excited to you know. And I'm, it's a game show. I'm like, how is that going to work? I'm, I've never imagined myself doing like a game show, but like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Yeah, I always know mm. when it's on because my feed is bombarded. Oh, it's all yeah. so like, oh, kooky, like country style yeah. mystery show. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. It's kind of what comedians were doing anyway with trending topics, and now yeah. it's like uh, there's stakes, a little, uh, there are higher stakes now. So, and Chris is great. I mean, everybody on that show, like they've met, has, has been great. So. Mm. I'm sure it'll be fun. And have you and your brother been uh, still doing your podcast? A little bit, not as much as because touring and the album. And uh, I've been busy this year. And it's funny, like before when we started, like he was touring with like Death Races, and mm. so we didn't have time. Mm-hmm. And now it's the other way around, where I'm constantly traveling. But we just released one that was six months old. That I think is the best one we've ever done. Uh, I saw that it was like a live recording. Yeah, it, yeah. It just Kamal's on it, and the three of us just have so much fun. We take audience questions like. I mean, it was just like it, it. It felt like the three of us were just hanging out, like over dinner or lunch or something, and and you know we had people watching us. It was great. So, oh, that's cool, and that's yeah. available to listen to. Yeah, right Untitled Condola Brothers podcast. I think it was episode fifteen. So yeah, no, it's I, I want to do it more. We always have fun. Uh, Wyatt Senek, who hosts, uh, you know, Night Train in, in New York, it's a cool indie show out there, and of course it's from the Daily Show. Oh yeah, yeah. That's he pro- was just in town, I think, uh, last week, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Me and him had a show. Uh, same night in Seattle, and people are like, you know, oh, this must be weird competing. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm feeling we'll both sell out, and we both kind of sold out. It's like, oh, cool. It's nice. just like, I just feel like the Northwest has a comedy audience that will go to things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people are excited, and especially when it's, 
I think there's also like people came from pretty far. Like mm-hmm. I think there's also like, oh, you're here. I mean, just also East Coast comes coming to the West Coast. Like it'll happen like once a year usually. So it's it's totally. cool. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he has a show in, uh, called Night Train in, in New York, and uh, he has me, and my brother, host it sometimes. And so like, you know, we've been collecting some of the audio from that. That might be a cool podcast of us hosting that show. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. I want to do. I tried to do a live podcast with like we usually have a screen with like PowerPoint in Portland, but I couldn't find a theater that had a screen. So many theaters have screens. I kept calling. Yeah. They're like, "Well, it's, gonna, it's it'll cost another two hundred for the screen." I'm like, "What? What city do you think you're in? Yeah. Like, how is this oh. that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 a, this is a, like a, a like a small city that has lots of art. Like, yeah. how, how it's not. We're and particularly, not, you're a very I, like noteworthy name in this city. Like, people should be excited draw, to have you. Right? Yeah. It's not like New York where it's like you know you have to gouge over everything because the rent's so high. It's mm. like why are why are we doing this now? So without so I really want to do a live one here. I just think it would go over so well. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it'd be it'd be fantastic here. Well. I think we can make that happen. I mean, yeah, I'm I sure. Just, there's, there's. I a mean, lot honestly, of let us know. And we could help you. Yeah. get that I, set up. Yeah, I will be in touch because I need yeah. a screen and a projector and like you know, a, not too big. 100, 150 seats would be good. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. I think you know we'd have fun. It's fun. It's just very loose. We'd have some special. Maybe who is who's a good special guest in uh, who who's a notable Portland person that I could have on as a guest. Ooh, well, there are so many because in Seattle, you know, I would think all right, you know, somebody from Stranger or Dan mm-hmm. Savage or Lindy or whatever. It depends on what you're. People like always go for straight or... for Portlandia here, who, like, who? like Carrie Brownstein. Or oh, Fred of course, right, 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 right. Because usually when people come into town and do some sort of event like that, she's it's always usually, a, yeah, it's usually Carrie Brownstein. She's the ghost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like so and so featuring <laughs> Carrie Brownstein. <laughs> so. I mean, are there like Seattle like because in Seattle like you know there's like Dan Savage, Sherman, Alexi. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain like there aren't really like superstar newspaper or like you know like that doesn't columnists. Yeah. yeah, they're not celebrity. There's local. I mean, like, but not. I mean, there used to be more. Not so yeah. much anymore. Yeah, the now whole, that I'm it's kind it. of been hit hard here. Really? Why? Yeah, with that. I don't I don't know. I mean between uh I don't want to say too many names and then piss all the papers off, but yeah. you know. They seem to have kinda Downsized. Downsized. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that's a word I was yeah, that's mm. a good way to put it. So it's just not like because in Seattle, I mean Seattle's you know I think the stranger also is you know taking a bit of a hit just the industry's changed, but like mm-hmm. certainly like there's still there's still a pull with right. the name of you know and and they're like well, celebrity the like writers. Dan Savage because I mean sure. I think he's syndicated here too. Mm. I'm sure. Oh, Savage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but you know they also have, like like Lindy West was like Seattle yeah. famous before she yeah. became like famous famous in in, in the. Writing world and uh, yeah, it's kind of those yeah. little I mean, things that almost separate that makes you feel like Portland is more of a small town than it is a city. Like c- huh. comparing, like just even those little things. I mean, like Ian still does. Ian Carmel still has an article for still. Well, week. Yeah, I know that's great yeah. from a Portland perspective. Yeah, in we LA. Kind of that too, <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like Ian a lot. My God, the comedy scene in Portland—it's so good. I'm so, yeah. like, I remember '05 to '07. When I lived in Seattle. We had like the scene, and all the Portland comics would come up, mm. and I felt proud of that. And then all of a sudden, Portland became the biggest like small scene and all the UD. seattle comics are coming down yes yeah and people are moving to portland to do stand up like, oh it's yeah so cool yeah a yeah. lot of people from the bay area have moved up here now. really yeah which is crazy Jeez, i mean it makes sense i mean like it's just because you're going to have a crowd that i think is similarly similarly minded but you're, they're also excited mm-hmm. yeah you know this is still i mean there's still some novelty in it right yeah, yeah. it's still i mean it's big here but yeah it's still new and it's still it hasn't exciting been, like yeah. a lot of people are still just finding out about it so that's right what's and really bridgetown cool. of course has changed things completely mm-hmm. yeah bridgetown yeah. Really exposed. Yeah, it hasn't been overwhelmed yet. I don't think. 
Like it hasn't been washed out. No, no. it's not a big industry thing yet, which is good. It feels mm-hmm. like a camp. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a big like oh we have to nail this or we're not gonna. It doesn't. It. It's not yeah. a lot of like lazy community. Like everyone who's doing it like is trying really really hard. Yeah, so, I mean like everyone who's in the comedy scene here seems they're going out you know, they like, every it, night. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's really like a, grinding. And yeah. there's rooms now every night. Mm-hmm. Where you can well, it's funny because I remember like I, I was at the second Bridgetown. I've done every Bridgetown except the year before last and then the first one and. Uh, you know, it's always fun, but I remember the first year I did it, I felt like it was harder to get laughs. Like, I felt like mm. the audiences were trying to, like, so this is what they call a joke. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and so you're going to talk for a while and it'll go somewhere? <laughs> okay. Okay. They hadn't been properly trained. And yet. now it's like on every day, every like little joke gets a big laugh. Like, mm. people actually are like, oh, this is great. Like, oh, that's so cool how he. Wordplay. You know, it just yeah. feels like there's just. Uh, the crowds, which always had the potential, are just so much better. And the Helium Club, of course, helps a great deal, too. Well, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Before Bridgetown and Helium, like, there wasn't a lot here. There was Harvey's. There and was Harvey's. A couple of indie things. But Harvey's was kind of its own thing. Yeah. And I still then, have never uh, been there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even get into that. Ah! Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot necessarily going on that a lot at least not that a lot of people knew about right you know, it was music that's always been a big thing course, but now yeah. since since Bridgetown and Helium and now all of these other places putting on comedy shows it's really really come up and Doug Fur is doing comedy too now Doug Fur is doing comedy yep. like W. Kamau Bell did a, a show yeah and that's he, right he said it was one of the best shows he's like had done that year and in Portland for sure. Oh, like, he did that during Bridgetown, yeah. Uh, no, oh, no, no, it was before Bridgetown. He before, done, okay, yeah. It was. He said it was just. It was in, just like a one show thing. I think he said that people. Like, he just he went like maybe a half hour, forty minutes long or something like that, mm. just because like they were so good. Yeah, people were so f- excited. It was fun. Wow, that's like that's great to hear. You know what was yeah. fun was having you two in the same room. Last oh, the last here. time I was here was so much. My God, like it was Baron and come out. They'd basically taken over the show. And yeah. It was hilarious. It wasn't fun employment radio. Was, yeah. <laughs> no, we just we just sat here <laughs> quietly and watched the amazingness. It, was good. it felt like you you just turned into an audience right yeah. now. Yep. And then me and my Kaplan were in the back just hanging out, and then Mike would, and I would chip in every now and then, and it was just so much fun. That was so great. It was like you were seated in an audience. Yeah, there, no, totally. You were sitting in the couch watching, and we're all just kind of watching. Yeah, I just wanted happen. to see what would happen, and that the two of them were just so like in sync with each oh, other, right. and like, and they're such all and that whole that group of the four of us are like that's that's those are good people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, really like really good people, great comics, really good people. Yeah, so you're a really fun. great person. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I've been all right. Um, no, but no, it's always it's it's fun to do this. This is I can't believe this is the first time I've actually done it live. Been with in you studio, both. yeah. Mm-hmm. After all these phone calls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the last that time will always you forever called... be my favorite interview when you were in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, where, you were in like a Rite Aid or no? I was in a Walgreens. No, it was uh, a Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Yeah, I was in a Whole Foods eating a stale and cupcake. You were just so polite. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Because you didn't want to seem like you were loitering, so you bought Yeah, something. I yeah. bought this cupcake. It had been there like at least two days, and and I'm on the phone, and I wasn't too loud because I didn't want to interrupt anybody. And, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, it was just very bizarre. I'm, I kept thinking people were looking at me because why is he yelling into a phone? Who is he talking to? And yeah, this seems interesting, but. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. No, we'll be appreciated. And we're happy to be able to have you in studio. Oh, my God, this is fun. Well, and everybody can have, have a chance to go see you tonight and tomorrow. Which yeah. you should. You should, you should, you should. Yes, absolutely. Helium Comedy Club. So, two shows tonight, 7 30 and 10. Yes, and two and shows tomorrow. Two shows tomorrow, 7 30 and 10. Get yeah. your tickets at heliumcomedy.com. 
uh, Ninth and Hawthorne. The club is awesome. Yes. You guys know that. We've talked about that a million times. Go see Hurry. You really need to. One of the best clubs in the country. There is no question. Like I've, I've been in enough where it's like, wow, this isn't in a basement. Wow, this is lit. Well, <laughs> wow. Like everyone does their jobs really well and cares about the welfare of the comedians and the and the audience and, mm-hmm. and the club itself. And it's so. Uh, no, it's a fun experience. It's a really fun for uh, for a performer. Well, come see him and laugh. Don't just smile. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. I appreciate your long emails afterwards <laughs> saying how much my comedy meant to you emotionally. That's all great. Just, and I appreciate all that you're the smartest comedian I've ever seen. Just say funny. I just want you to say funny. This is a very simple thing. They, look, this is the uh, exchange rate here. I talk for laughs. Laughs are my currency. It's very straightforward. <laughs> It's all. I just want you to laugh. Just a little laugh. Just laugh. <laughs> this is not hard. <laughs> bravo! Bravo! Oh. No, please, please laugh, sir. The please. Poetry. Oh my God. Awesome. <laughs> well, hurry! Thank you so much <laughs> for so coming much. in. This oh, is the best show. Wonderful. Thank you so much oh, for having me. Awesome. Thank all right, you. guys. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. He is so awesome. He is fantastic. Yes. Go see him at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Yes. He is just he's just the greatest guy. We sound so gushy, I know, but I mean Yeah. He's he's a very special kind of person. He's He is. He's just great. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. There you go. That's all you need. All right. That's I'm, not all you need, Greg. What else, what else do you need? I don't know. You might need uh, some other things. See, I didn't want it. No. You're the I don't one like the way you set that <laughs> up. I know what you're doing. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, you are right. People do need something, Sarah, and that is fantastic camping gear. Oh, my goodness. Um, Next Adventure, our fine sponsor, Next Adventure. Seriously, they are a wonderful place here in Portland on the corner of Stark and Grand. They are having their fall warehouse clearance sale today. Which we talked to you about last year. Yeah. And this is for this week. So this is... The same sale, but for this year, and it's this weekend. Dude, I am so going there because right now they you can save 20 to 80% in every department. Basically, it's the stuff that, um, you know, last year's models and everything is for summer gear and winter gear. They're getting rid of some of this stuff, and so you can save 20 to 80%. It's amazing. Like, I got my fancy water filter there. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that here on this show. Oh, my God. I kind of want to go there and buy some other awesome stuff. So, 20 to 80% off. 20 to 80% off. 80. 80. Yeah. Yes. In every off. single department. In every department. That Next even adventure. Include sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can go there and find I, out. I will. So, it's happening at um, Next Adventure and at the Paddle Sports Center. All the information is at nextadventure.net, and it's happening Saturday, September 27th, Sunday, September 28th, so you can go there either one of those days and get a great deal. They are awesome. Next Adventure. And you can also, I believe, shop for some stuff online. I'm not sure if you can get the discount there for this. Not sure if you can, but you can find out more info on that at nextadventure.net. Nextadventure.net. We love them. All right. Let's talk a little bit of balls, Sarah. Balls. What? What was that... That was a very uh, unenthusiastic. I didn't mean to be unenthusiastic when I was saying balls. I'm sorry. Thank you. All right. <laughs> it is a short, supple ball talk today. We're going to do this. We're not even going to talk about Derek Jeter because that's already covered. We are going to talk about this, though, and this is courtesy of uh, a friend, Lisa Wood, who sent me this story because I hadn't seen this yet. Well, Sarah, do you remember Ron Artest? I sure do. You know what? I never told you. I actually, you know how I watch most Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. I did actually attempt to try and watch 
the movie that he was in, the one with Jenny Garth called yes, the... Yes, Ron uh, Artest attempted to act for a while. Yeah, it, it's called uh, The 11th Victim. I swear to God, I got about three minutes in and I couldn't even handle it. It's that bad. It was that... Even for you. And even, you are a Lifetime movie connoisseur. That is... I watched this You're movie... You're the target demo. Dude, I watched a 70s Lifetime movie called Midnight's Child <laughs> the other day and I watched that all the way through. I could not get through three minutes of Ron Artest and Jenny Garth acting together in a Lifetime movie. Oh, that just sounds amazing, you have to. You know how bad that has to be. Oh, it, it was. It was. It, but it wasn't. Wasn't even comical bad. No, no, it was just terrible. I'm like, I, you know, like when you, sometimes you're doing something, you're like, I, I can feel my life slipping away. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was it. Couldn't do it. That was it, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, he uh, of course was Ron Artest in that movie. He later changed his name to Meta World Peace. And now the former NBA. That's star, what he was listed as, by the way. Oh, was he? Thing, oh, too. so like, he was. Jen, met, it was starring Meta World Jenny Peace. Garth, and then. Meta World Peace. <laughs> oh, dear God. Well, Meta World Peace is no longer playing in the NBA. Uh, these, he couldn't find a home there. Instead, he's going to be playing in China next year. So he's one of those guys who's moving over to China to play basketball. A lot of, a lot of people are doing it. Now, he's no longer going to be Meta World Peace, though. In honor of his new country where he's going to be living and playing basketball, he, has, he will officially change his name to The Panda's Friend. What? His name is apparently going to be officially changed, and this is coming from legitimate news sources, to The Panda's Friend. The Panda's Friend. So his first name is going to be The. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's Panda's Friend is the last name, or it's it's Friend and his first name's The Panda's, plural. I'm not sure exactly What's how it's going to work. an apostrophe? There's no apostrophe. No, it's not The Panda's. No, actually, there's no apostrophe in it. I'm not sure. Maybe that's a... No, it doesn't show an Is apostrophe. Is he misspelling, uh, misspelling his own new name? He's saying mo- plural pandas friend, but no, there's no possessive apostrophe in there. The panda's friend. So that is uh, apparently what he's going to be doing. He announced this on Twitter to, to uh, say, I'm changing my name for China this season. You guys will love it. And now it is apparently going to be the panda's friend. And in addition to that, he's launching a new line of shoes. So his new shoes will be has will have something very special on them in that they will have a stuffed panda bear as part of the tongue of the shoe. So it's attached there on the shoe. Oh my god. So you walk around and you have little stuffed pandas on your shoes. The panda's friend now appearing in China. He's their problem now. Moving on to ball talk. We'll do this. Since it is uh, something that I do here every week where I might make my predictions on college football. Sure. Where I've been off, I had almost zero wrong. I've almost statistically 100% correct. Oh my gosh, On Greg. my predictions so far this year. I know. It's pretty amazing. I know, Sarah. I seriously don't know how much longer I can sit in a room with you today. <laughs> with that, we've had a special request from one of our listeners. And they have this. This comes from Patch in Cincinnati. And it is Patch's birthday today. Patch! Happy birthday, buddy. And for this, he knows my extreme uh, abilities to go ahead and make predictions. And here's what it is. So he asked me to predict a Premier League team game. Uh, That's soccer. Soccer in England. And I'm supposed to predict Arsenal versus Tottenham. Tottenham. I think Tottenham's who I my like roommate's the, a fan of. I like to say that better. Tottenham. Tottenham. 
versus Arsenal. And so they, apparently they have a game on Saturday and I have to make a prediction on it. So here is what it is. I don't know who he's a fan of. But I've done hours of research since I got this email. My prediction is this. Arsenal versus Tottenham. The winner shall be Tottenham. Because it's more fun to say. Tottenham. Wow, you're very technical. Tottenham will win that game. And now for my three predictions for the NCAA football games. First up, we have this. Number nine, Notre Dame versus Syracuse. I've made no secret of my disdain for Notre Dame and their fans. They uh, frequently are overrated. They're rated up to number nine right now. Taking on Syracuse. Syracuse being two and one, not known as a football powerhouse. And unfortunately... Syracuse will lose. You know I don't want this, but I do think Notre Dame will win the match this weekend. Notre Dame beating Syracuse. Moving on, here we go, uh, to the Southeastern Conference, largely considered the best conference in football. Although maybe the Pac-12 has caught up. Missouri, Missouri versus number 13, South Carolina. The Gamecocks. The Gamecocks coming into the season with a whole lot of uh, big predictions. You know, a lot lot of people thinking they were going to be doing really well. They lost a game. And they're going to lose another one this weekend. Missouri will beat South Carolina. Tigers over Gamecocks. Stomping on the Gamecocks. And finally, in ball talk, Sarah. Oh, my God. This one is just for you. For me? University of Utah versus Washington State University, your alma mater. Did you see how close that game with WSU and U of O went? They came very close. That was impressive. I feel like I had a little bit of magical power with that. Washington State came very close. I've been reading stuff about them. Not that I know a lot about football, but I know that they're actually kind of promising this year. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. No. Well, no. Actually, as promising, no. That game, yes. They showed a lot of promise in that game. Other than that, they've been terrible. But... They showed a lot in that game. Unfortunately, I think they used it all up against Oregon. Oh, Because they just play Oregon well. No, they're just they're going to be on fire. University of Utah will take down the Cougars. Utes over Cougars. That is your final prediction. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. You're a dick face. Wow, where is all this anger coming from? Because I finally, after being after going to WSU, I was thinking that maybe I might have a winning team. You guys are used to having winning teams here in Oregon. Well, yes, I just want to have a chance, uh, a chance to be excited. I can't. I don't even remember the last time I've ever watched a game that they've won. Yeah, me neither. So there you go. So that's <laughs> why. That's where it comes from. Well, I'm sorry they are going to lose this weekend. No, Utah no, will beat not. them. You They'll just... win another game maybe this year. Oh, thanks. Possibly. Thanks. Well, we do have a couple birthdays today. Yes, we do. In addition to Patch from Cincinnati, that was this prediction. We also have a very special birthday to uh, one of our fine sponsors, Matt from the Secret Society. Matt from the Secret Society. It is your birthday. Happy birthday, Matt. We love Matt. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Real, Real quick, you know your former quarterback for Washington State University, Ryan Leaf? who you saw get kicked out of a bar, mm-hmm. personally saw get kicked out of a bar, yep. he's going to jail for a long time. I saw that. What did, yeah. what did he, he do? He violated his probation and like stole something in Montana. Or yeah, I saw like him that. getting physically removed from the Coug yeah. in Pullman, Washington. That was when he was at going to school there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah I believe so. It was when he was going to school or he had just graduated and he was there for like a game or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's going to jail for, for quite a while. All right. Anyway. Just want to let you know that. Uh, also, we have another very special birthday today, and we want to give a very, very happy birthday to Miss Vicky. Vicky! Happy, happy birthday, Vicky. Hope happy you have birthday. Have a wonderful day. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Happy birthday, Vicky. Right. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are awesome. Of course, you can send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And don't forget to pick up your tickets to the Fun Employment Radio party at funemploymentradio.com, where you can get those for the listener party. It is awesome. Um, All right. We uh, also want to let you know, too, that coming up tomorrow on the Fun Employment Radio Network will be Chronicles of the Nerds. Yes. Right here at 1030 a.m. (laughs) <laughs> it is getting the really kooky warm front in here. desk lady has run out of her time for this. I have week. run out of steam. All right, just a little bit. But also, don't forget to pick up your listener party tickets. Of course, that's happening on November fourteenth. That's a Friday at the Bossa Nova Ballroom. You can get them at funemploymentradio.com. See, that was some steam. There we go. Yeah, I felt pretty good about that one. All right, you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much, and we will be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye, guys. <laughs>